Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and this is episode 61 of the show. We're going to be taking a look at the upcoming weekend's sporting action here on the show today. Today's show is sponsored by Urban Fit Crew Box Fit in Kiltohard. More on them later in the show. As promised last weekend, I caught up with Bornacula's Shane Mallon and we chat about his try-scoring exploits with Leinster Rugby's under-18 school side last weekend as they secured the under-18 schools into provincial competition at the University of Limerick. I'll take a look at the women's football calendar with half of the weekend's action already completed with walkovers dominating the weekend's action. Bornacula St Mary's beat Anaduff in the intermediate grade last night. I spoke to players and coaches from both sides after the game. While most of the country is focused on whether it's the drive for five or the return of the kingdom, which will make the sports pages on Monday morning, we'll be looking at the Vista Med Junior A and B Championships, which take centre stage in the county this weekend. Finally, I'll be chatting to Damien Butler of St Mary's and Ray Greenan of Fina St Callians ahead of their side's clash in the under-13 A County Final this evening in Avoncard Park Shaw McDiarmada in Carrick and Shannon. That game will bring a busy summer of football at that age group to a close. Let's get started with the county's newest national champion, Bornacula's Shane Mallon. We've talked a lot about Connacht Rugby at the Interprovincials in the last couple of shows, but let's talk a little bit about Leinster Rugby. Yeah, I know you're listening to the show and you're kind of saying, but Leitrim's not in Leinster, why are we talking about it? Well, for one Leitrim man, there was a little bit of Leinster in action last Sunday in the Interprovincials. The under-18 schools Interprovincials, the Leinster squad included one Shane Mallon of Bornacula. Shane, welcome to the show. Thanks. We did mention you last week on the show, but of course we didn't have a chance to chat to you. Tell us a bit about your last couple of weeks because it's been an exciting time for you as well. Yeah, it's been very exciting. We've obviously been training all summer, three days a week up in Dublin, and I'd say it was all worth it going down to UL. You know, the 10 days was very enjoyable playing down there, playing at the highest level we can at this. So I enjoyed my 10 days down at UL training and playing the three games, you know. Now explain to our listeners why you're eligible for Leinster. Um, I'm eligible to play for Leinster because of being from Bornacula, when I was growing up, Longford was slightly closer to me. And I went and I played my club rugby with Longford. And then only two years ago, uh, I decided that I wanted to push my rugby that little bit further and get to another level. So I moved to Sister College in Rossgray, who play in the Leinster Senior Cup. So... I was chosen to play on the Leinster schools teams because of playing in the Leinster Senior Cup. You took on the two heavyweights, I suppose, in terms of Ulster and Munster. Connacht don't compete in the schools competition. They compete in the club's competition at under-18 level. So you had two fixtures last week, one against the Exiles, which doesn't count for the competition. But you went out and you beat Ulster the first day, and then it all came down to the game against Munster, where they needed to beat you by a bonus point. How did the game go on Sunday? The game on Sunday was very, very physical. Um, we we get, we went in, I think, thinking that I'd say our mindset wasn't where it should have been and we didn't play to our full potential. But we went out and, I mean, it was gruesome. They were getting up off the line, hitting hard. And 
we weren't happy with how we played, but I think in the end we were happy just to seal the interpros off and win it, you know. So despite losing on the day, even though you managed to get yourself on the score sheet, talk us through your try for a second. Um, my try actually was in the first half. Um, at the time we were, I think, 14-10 down and we got a scrum inside our 22 and I was hit with the ball and then I managed just to get over the line and, and score. Now, as I mentioned, the game did end in defeat, but because of the way that points were given out for losing bonus points, winning bonus points, you had done enough in the Ulster game to get yourselves across the line. Now, you're, the, sec right. you're the second Leitrim man. My own nephew, Matthew, early took part in the, the winning team in the club section last year. I know Tom Gilhaney of FINA was on the school's team last year. So there has been a lot of action uh, from a Leitrim point of view in that under-18 and under-19 grade over the last couple of weeks. Why is rugby taking such a hold in lads your age in the county? I think rugby itself is coming on because, like, football in Leitrim and rugby, like, the skill sets aren't that far off each other. So lads going out playing football in the summer, they have nothing to do for a winter. And it's just something that lads nearly pick up when they're younger to try keep fit for football. And some lads like myself, um, Matthew, Tom, we got into it and we probably say we we really enjoyed it so we put more of our time into our winters you could say than our football summers but i think it's just because most of us wanted to keep fit nearly over the winter and listen it's it's a great way to keep keep going like now the name Malin is synonymous with Bornacula GA uh, between your dad your uncles whether it's refereeing coaching playing football or hurling over the years if it comes down to it, which is your preferred choice? Do you stick with the rugby or do you come back to uh, Bordacula GA? I think at the moment I'd be pushing to get to the highest level I can in rugby. And if it never works out, like you can always go back to football. But like, it's uh, when you get an opportunity to play rugby at a level like this, like you try take it. You know, you try push on because obviously the game is professional and all young lads aspire to to play it when they get. That's why we play the game now. It's is to push on and try to be the best that we can be. Now there has, uh, the World Cup kicks off in a couple of weeks in Japan. Any thoughts on Ireland's chances? Um, I wouldn't be so sure now after the performance there last week against England, but uh, I I still don't see us like doing too bad. I can we might get we'll get out of the group I think, but after that you know we need to improve a lot because especially I thought our line out last week was was hard bad like it was. In not a level international rugby needs to be at and we can't be like that going into our World Cup so they have a lot of work to do in the few weeks left Talking about World Cups another four years and even eight years down the line we're going to be looking at Ireland selections what are the chances of seeing a Leitrim name on that squad going to the World Cup in four years um, or eight years time? Well you know it would be it would be something that you'd nearly say is amazing to population as Leitrim is so small but like you have connections with Leitrim like even connections with Bornacula with Tom Farrell playing for Connacht now I think his grandparents are from Bornacula and he was in an Irish camp only a few weeks ago, a while back like he's not going I doubt he'll go to the World Cup he's not playing with Ireland at the moment but give him a couple of years like he's, he's still young he could he could push on there's one like obviously Matthew Tom if Tom's brother Jackie, good player as well. Like you've lots of players coming up, you know. You obviously Eddie as well. Eddie's a great player from Ballamore. Like you never know. Like you just just hope that lads keep 
pushing on. Hopefully he might make it there one day. And of course, I can't forget Hannah Johnson could be there in a World Hannah Cup. We Johnson can't even use well, the yeah. we can't use the word women's anymore when it comes to rugby World Cups. Uh, I think that yeah. they've outlawed that. But congratulations on the not necessarily the result of the game last week, but on your try and winning the interprovincials. It's a huge, huge achievement. And congratulations and the best of luck, whether it's in a Bornacula jersey or in a Longford or Leinster jersey going forward. Thanks. Thank you. In ladies football, only one fixture has managed to survive the weekend's action, with a programme decimated by walkovers and a game moved to last night to accommodate the teams. Hildregales will play Drum Kieran in Leitrim Village at 11am on Sunday morning in the Junior Championship in what most observers expect to be an early indicator of where this championship will be headed. The only two first teams in the junior grade have won all of their games so far, although it remains to be seen whether either side will play their full hand in this game. Fina have conceded their fixture with Mohol in the intermediate grade, which concludes their season, while St Francis have conceded their second strings fixture against Uchtdorf Gales' reserves this weekend at junior level. A direct clash with the popular music festival Electric Picnic and some earlier mismatches in each competition appear to have been the main reasons behind some of the decisions to concede games. In one game which was played yesterday evening, Bornacula St Mary's ran out winners over Anna Duff on a scoreline of 4-14 to 1-7. The firepower of the St Mary's Bornacula amalgamation was just too much for an Anna Duff side who despite the final margin of victory did compete well in stages of the game. After the game, I spoke to both managers, Anna Duff's Anne-Marie Cox and Bornacula St Mary's Declan Bohan. But first, I spoke to the captain of the winning side, Lorraine Guckian. Pretty nice win in the end there for St Mary's Bornacula, or is it Bornacula St Mary's? St Mary's Bornacula. <laughs> you would say that. In terms of the game, uh, good win. Despite the sin bin in the second half, you just seem to be that little bit stronger than Anna Duff. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Sinbin really tested us. 14 on 15 we really seemed to up our game and we covered the field really well and we didn't even let the, the 14 numbers affect us. So, good performance. Yeah, happy. How's the championship faring up for you now? Are you looking at a, a game against Mohull with possibly a game against Mohull in the semi-final after that? Um, you'll get to know those girls pretty well. Yeah, oh, sure, we've met them many times now. We know it's going to be a, a tough game, but uh, we're ready for them. We've put in the training all year, so we'll go out and give it a rest shot. How does the amalgamation work? Because there's a bit of a distance between yourselves and Bornacula. How do, where do you train? How do you travel? Uh, we mix it up. We uh, have the luxury, I suppose, of having two pitches and two options. So we have, sure, we have trains twice a week. So we one in Carrick and one in Bore, and it works that way. It's, it's good options. Weather, weather permissions is, or weather conditions, we have two pitches to check out, which is the better pitch for, for us. So it's grand. It works well. Tonight you seem, seem to have that bit more firepower than Anna Duff uh, were able to bring to the table. Yeah, geez, the girls were just on form now. Their shooting ability was really put to the test tonight and they just did lovely scores. We just dealt with the pressure well and didn't didn't seem to affect the scores on the board at the end of the day. It was good. Listen, the very best luck against Mohol in, I think it's two weeks' time? Yeah, it'll be two weeks' time roughly, yeah. Thanks. Amory Cox, your thoughts after that game? Oh, look, the best team won on the day. Um, look, St Mary's Bornacool are just that step ahead. They would have played Division 2 in the league. Um, which all is, will stand to you come championship. Look, we made an awful lot of mistakes in the first half and look, you can't make mistakes in intermediate championship, but they're, they're all going to cost you and St Mary's punished us every time. 
you were competing pretty well for the first 15 or 20 minutes before it kind of stretched out the lead a little bit. You must take some heart from that though. Yeah, look at it, it's a young side and unfortunately we would have lost two key players before the championship. Aoife Shanley with a knee and uh, Murray Cox. So we really never, we don't have the strength and depth that probably Carrick does. And like, yes, we competed 15 minutes, but look at, we have a lot of young players coming through. We'll come again. It's just uh, this year was a step too much for us. What's left for the rest of the, the championship campaign? Uh, we've got Ahawillan on Sunday week and we're not looking forward to that. <laughs> It will leave you with a semi-final, I think, the way the, the fixtures have panned out. So you could be playing off Willen twice in the space of a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it'll be first versus fourth. Yeah, so I don't know how that'll work, whether it's one game or two games. But yeah, it's off Willen twice. The best luck in the two games ahead against off Willen. Thanks a million. Declan Bohan, normally we're talking about men's football, but today you're here in a, in a different context as manager of Born and St. Mary's. Uh, you must be happy with that result. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. Um, Brefney, we had... We had a very tough game the last last weekend with Ahawillan who, you know, showed that they've lost none of their senior expertise, if you like, by being down in, in intermediate for a year, and I'm sure they're very determined to, to go up. But we tried to take the positives out of that and bring them to the, to here this evening, which was we were introduced to football last week at a different level, and we tried to bring that here this evening uh, to try and get the result, and I, and I felt we achieved that, that, that uh, we carried that a little bit over. And, you know, quite happy with it with the results. You know, obviously we have a big task on our hands in the semi-finals. We will be playing Mohol, irrespective of how the last round goes. Uh, and you know, we've we've had good joust with them already this year in the league twice, uh, and they've got the better of us. So we know we have a challenge uh, and a big challenge on our hands if we're to progress any further in the competition than we are now. I suppose with the last game and the group stage being against the team, you know you're going to face in the semi-final. Do you make any changes? Do you change it up for that team? Do you give maybe? Uh, other players in the panel who haven't featured so far a game or or do you still want to go out and, and win that game? Yeah, well, it's, look, at it, I suppose you could call the last round really a bit of a, a phony war, if you like to call it. Um, we have we have, we have have a couple of players actually going on holidays now um, for next week, so we're going to be short players anyway um, if if the game goes ahead. And, you know, that's obviously going to give opportunities to other players. You, you would hardly be putting out your full hand, I suppose, really, knowing that you have to do it all over again. Like last year, we played Mohol in the last round of the competition ironically again we, we were we'd have been due to beat them in the semi-final and we beat them by 10 points i think that day and seven days eight days later they turned around and beat us by nine so you know it's just hard to know what sort of a uh, what sort of a joust would be the next step i mean personally you know i think we'd be just in favor of having one go at it in a semi-final and i think the way the semi-finals are matching out is actually equivalent to the last round but that's out of my hands if you like so in terms of the actual game today, it took you a while maybe to put that bit of space between yourselves and Anna Duff in the first half. It was tight enough for the first maybe 15, 20 minutes. Then you kind of eased away, but then the Sinbin in the second half allowed them to get a little bit back into the game. You never really looked like losing it, though. No, uh, like we had a good advantage at halftime, uh, considering that we had played against what was a pretty strong breeze out there. But, you know, I had to try to stress the girls at halftime, like a breeze doesn't win a game for you. And then the Sinbin did, we lost a bit of shape, it has to be said, in the second half because we were trying to cover back on, on uh, Vivian Egan. So that necessitated moving players back out and we just lost a little bit. Of, we did lose our shape in it, and it became very much like, you know, a, a backs against forwards job there for five or seven minutes. But, um, you know, we did, you know, reorganise. We got it back to 15. But I suppose our, our, our initial momentum, if you like, was gone at that stage. But still, you know, we chipped on a few scores. To be fair to Anna Duff now, I'd have to say, to be fair to them, they brought a, they brought a 
great measure of intensity and no shortage of ability. They were flying, uh, trying. They were just they were as determined as we were, obviously, to try and win this game. And you know, funny enough, I'd say if you're sum it up, both teams actually played a lot better against the Breeze than they did with it. While I have you, senior inter and intermediate championships not in action this weekend in the county, but there is action: the quarterfinals of the Junior B champ, no, quarterfinals of the Junior A championship, and the last round of games in the Junior B in the group stages of those. I'll go through the fixtures elsewhere in the show, but nice to see those levels getting probably top billing in the Gaelic world this weekend. Yeah, it is of course like um, you know sometimes they're just squeezed in at the back end of weekends or whatever it is, they are getting, we'll say, the, 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 the weekend of the fixtures committee, in fairness, I'd have to say, have done a great job in how they've managed the competitions and how they've allowed club space, if you like, to, to play their second teams. Not all the time, because it's, it's impossible. It's an impossible scenario all the time. But in the gaps, they filled them with juniors and staggered it very, very well. Uh, I suppose other people will look at it and say, well, it's all Ireland weekend. You know, should we be playing at all this weekend? But look, at nonetheless, it gives due respect, as you said. It does give due respect to the Junior A and B Championship that they can have a weekend where it's, you know, they're the only show in town. Well, listen, I don't know if you're heading for Croker on Sunday, but if you are, enjoy it. If you're not, enjoy whatever game you end up at. OK, Breffney, I'm hoping to be in Croke Park on Sunday. Today's show is sponsored by Urban Fit Crew BoxFit in Kiltard. They have an eight-week training block in Kiltard starting on the 10th of September for just €50. Euros. Every Tuesday and Thursday night, ladies-only classes from 7 to 8 p.m., while men's-only class from 8 to 9 p.m. They are hugely fun. They're a low-impact, high-intensity class based on all the fitness principles of boxing, but without getting hit. They're great fun and their instructors are friendly and professional and very experienced and they will make it very accommodating for beginners. You can book online at the moment, urbanfitcrew.ie and all beginners get the first class free. So you get a chance to try it out before you commit to purchasing. So the next block of classes starts, as I said, on September the 10th, 2019. You must book in advance to secure your place, but you can do that simply via their website and it's perfectly suitable for beginners. No boxing experience is required. There's a trial session for beginners on September the 10th, and it's limited availability for that, so please sign up now, and you will get your place at that. Urbanfitcrew.ie is where you find out all of the information. In men's football, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's all about the junior grades this weekend. In the Vistamed Junior A Championship, there is quarter-final action over the weekend. Carrie Gallen and Glencar Manor meet at 8.30pm this evening in Clune, while Anaduff face St Mary's Kiltard at 5pm tomorrow evening in Balnamore, in the first knockout fixtures of this year's football championships. Ahawillan and Gort Letra await the winners in the semi-finals. At Junior B level, it is the last weekend of group games and there's a double header of games in Carrigallon, where the winner takes all clash between Bornacula and Sean O'Heslands at 5pm. The winner progresses to a semi-final berth in the championship. A draw would be enough for the Balnamore side to progress on scoring difference. That game will be followed by Mohull against Ahavas at 6.30pm. With Mohull effectively out of the championship, a large victory is required for Ahavas, but they will also require a heavy defeat for Fina St. Callians at the hands of St. Mary's for any hope of progressing. There are currently two league points 
and 23 points behind on scoring difference. In Ballinamore, St Mary's Kiltard third string will face that Fina side at 6.30pm. Even a narrow defeat for Fina would be enough to see them go through to the semi-final. A victory would see them top the group ahead of their opponents. Leitrim Gales will conclude their disappointing championship season with a clash against Glencairn Manor at 6pm in Drumcurran. Let's take a look at the Under-13 Championship, which comes to a head tonight at A and B level in the county. We'll start with the fixtures, and in the A Championship in Avoncard Park, Sean McDiarmada, St Mary's white team play Fina St Collins in the A final, while at the same time, 6.30 in Leitrim Village, Drumahair play Rin Gales. There is a C Championship to be played next week between St Mary's other team, the blue team, and Manor Hamilton. Now, turning our attention towards the A final, the two best under 13 sides in the county at the moment, St Mary's and Fina St Callians. And I am joined by the manager of St Mary's white team, Damien Butler. Damien, welcome back to the programme. Thanks for having me. We had you in your own football and right a couple of weeks ago, but today it's your managerial now and your coaching ability that we're going to be studying for the next couple of minutes. First of all, St Mary's white, what does the white signify? Well, we've entered two teams this year and the last couple of years in uh, at under 13 levels. So um, I suppose rather than differentiating between calling them an A and a B team, we just refer to one team as a white team and a blue, and the other team as a blue team. Given the colours of the club. Exactly, yes. You had a pretty good season so far, unbeaten in the league, unbeaten in the championship. You're in action tonight in the final. You're playing Phoenix St. Callian's. You've had some tough encounters with them this year. Despite winning them all, you have they've given you a really good challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we played them um, in the league semi final. We had a particularly good game against them. I think the score was two fourteen to four twelve, and uh, it, it was a game that was in the balance right up until the very end. So um, they're a very well drilled side, like like all the Fiend underage teams seem to be at the moment. So. Um, uh, we'll be expecting a, a really stern test again this evening. So tell me some about some of the players that are in that team because obviously these names would not be household names. People would not be familiar with them. It's probably the first chance they've really had that chance to kind of put themselves on the county final stage. Yeah, we've um, we're, we're fortunate. We've uh, we've a big big good numbers and a big squad of players. So um, uh, yeah, lots of lots of lots of good footballers. Um, the likes of the Gardner brothers, uh, Keen Reynolds, Keen Casey. Uh, Josh May, Ambrose Devine, um, Brian Keeney, um, but lo- we have a big squad of players and lots of everybody p- gets their chance, um, pulls their weight when they get in there. So, um, no no stars really, um, uh, just a, a good strong panel really. And in terms of the season so far, what has it been like? I suppose keeping the lads grounded when you're winning every week that can be a challenge in itself with those that age level. It can, yeah. Although. I suppose a lot of our squad we we won the league and then we went into the regional competition where the um we played the under 13 level we um we played this we were the Southern Gales team and um Steve O'Neill Gales which would be the Ballinamore Fina St Bridget's team they beat us quite well in the first game so that brought us down to earth fairly quickly and then we went into Fela a lot of our lads would have played on under 14 Fela level where we were beaten in that competition in the semi-final of that as well. So um, 
at the under 13 grade in the county I, I didn't even, I didn't realize we were unbeaten until you mentioned it there but um we have there has been these lads have been beaten in on, on a few occasions during the year in at not as as St Mary's under 13 team but playing within reach the regional competition and within Fela these lads have suffered defeat so it's it does bring them down to earth but yeah at that level um at that age level it, it that could, I can see how it could be an issue all right in terms of that regional competition you mentioned, Enna Lyons joined us a few weeks ago to talk about that. How has that been on a practical level in terms of working into the calendar of club football and what's going on in the, in the regions? Uh, it works quite well just for ourselves. It seemed to work within our region, although I'm not sure if there's complete buy-in in other regions. But the Southern Gales region, which um, involved um, ourselves in Mary's, Anadolf, uh, Bornacula and Gortletcher, we, we seem to... Seem to um, click together but um, I'm not sure if there's a complete buy-in from in o- within other regions but yeah I, I see it as a positive competition um, and it, I suppose the the bottom line in the most important thing is lads are getting lots of football um, and it's a different environment they're listening to different coaches and um, wearing different jerseys and training on different grounds it's just um, just I thought it freshened up the whole mid-season it freshened things up for them for them all and um, I, I thought it was a, it's a, I can see it as a real positive going forward and can you see because you'll be working with these players on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis can you see those lads that are involved at the regional level making that little step up maybe in ability and confidence and in just their, their general understanding of the game yeah, um, suppose they're coming in from lads are coming in from different clubs, and they I suppose they have to communicate with each other, and it's important for their developmental. I suppose they're they're used to just list, used to their own teammates from their club, but when they go into with a few clubs together, you could see how they develop from the start. Even in the dressing room, the first night, it was all the same Marys in one corner, and the Anadolu lads in another corner, and the Gortletch and Bornacula boys in another corner, but. Three weeks later, you could see how they were they were all mingling together and communicating and getting to know each other and it, a personal on a social level for their personal skills, it's it's important, not, not just the football side of it. Finally, I want to ask you about your own involvement because generally, and I'm not going to generalise completely, but generally the coaches involved in underage football in most clubs around the county, because of the scarcity of coaches, tend to be one of the parents of maybe one of the kids involved. You don't have a child that age yet. They're, they're on the way but they're not quite there yet what's your own motivation for being involved with with a team I suppose my own situation I was working in Dublin for 10 years and just moved back here about three years ago and I suppose a bit more free time when you're not traveling up and down as much so I suppose it was an opportunity to get involved um with underage teams and do some coaching and that so um yeah I suppose it's an opportunity to to give something back really the very best of luck tonight. Thank you for uh, having me here in Efrina uh, showing me around the sites. The very best of luck tonight. Thanks very much, Brittany. Of course, in every match, there must be two competitors. And, and St. Mary's face a Fianna Sincalian side who are managed and coached by three individuals, one of whom is Ray Greenan. And he joins me now. Ray, welcome to the programme. Thanks, Brefni. You might as well start off by saying who your co-conspirators are <laughs> to try and uh, get your way around Carrick yeah. th- tonight. There's myself and Martin Quinn and Kieran Connery. We've been coaching the lads uh, for a couple of years now, so it's been uh, it's been great. It's been good fun, and you know we've had plenty of good times, plenty of enjoyment, and a couple of tough tough games as well that didn't go so well. But that's all part and parcel of being involved in football. 
Now, Carrick are the county town, biggest population. They would be expected to be in an underage A final based on population and everything that that comes with that. Fina, anyone who's familiar with the town, which will be most of the county listening to this, it's not even a town, it's a village. So teams like FINA aren't supposed to get to underage finals in, in Leitrim. It just shouldn't happen. So what's so different about this group of players that they're competing for the championship final tonight? Yeah, well, I, I think you'll find that over the last number of years, I won't say FINA have been competing above their level, but we have been competing at this standard. We've, we've not been below this standard for the past seven, eight years. We've had good crops of players coming through uh, who have been committed to playing for FINA. We've had an array of coaches who have put in huge time and effort in bringing those players on and bringing them up to the standard. But we, we've had, we've had some, some excellent footballers too and we have, and we, we have co- into the future, we have some great players who are uh, maybe uh, some of them are Descendants of footballers that passed from FINA, more are people that have moved into the area and then we have other lads who have been you know, wholeheartedly encouraged by their parents to become involved and to work hard and that's all those things when you add them together it, it, it brings us to where we are now competing at this level year in year out really. Let's talk a little bit about your under 13 season so far, yeah. beaten in the league semi-final by tonight's opponents. You've had a good run in the championship so far. How has the season been for Fina? I suppose the season has been has been quite good. As you say, in the league, we got as far as the league semi-final. We were defeated uh, by St Mary's in that. The margin wasn't too big, four points in the end. Um, we were disappointed to be on the losing end, there's no doubt about it, in that game. And we know that playing St Mary's Throughout the year, we've had, we've had tough games. We've been on, that was as close as we got to them. We played them earlier in the league and we were on the losing end. And then also just about three weeks ago in the championship, we were on the end of a heavy defeat from them. But, you know, we, we saw that day in Carrick and Shannon, actually, where we played them, that, you know, when we, when we play to our strengths, and when you know we get the rub of the green maybe and a few things go our way that we're not that far behind and that's what we've been focusing on in the lead up to tomorrow's game you know we are going in there i suppose as you say not expected to be at that level or not expected maybe to win but you know we're going in there fully intent on performing and if we perform to our utmost and a few things go right on the day you know we're 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 not going there to just take part. We're going, going to take over. Well, to be fair to me, before a lynch mob from FINA come and get me the next time I'm coming through town, I never said you didn't have a chance of winning. I just said, on paper, yeah. clubs like FINA, no more than counties like Leitrim at inter-county level, are not expected to win games, never mind compete yeah. at the, the final stages of these competitions. And I think it's a phenomenal achievement. Win, lose or draw, it's a phenomenal achievement for a club like FINA to be there because you're not one of the bigger urban centres in the county yeah no that's that's true that's true we're we have a, a tight panel going all through the championship i know the, the the championship varies from 13 aside to 15 aside depending on the numbers you have available to you at no stage have we had enough players to play 15 aside tomorrow's final in fact we're going to have 16 players tagged out to play so 
it's it's you know it's it's it is it's it's a tough task we have of those 16 we probably have seven of them in their last year of under 13 we have another four maybe that are still under 12 and we have we have a couple of lads who are actually only 10 10 years of age playing so you know we we try and we don't make excuses for anything we have we have some very strong players we're no no doubt we will match Carrick in an awful lot of positions on the field with players then we're we're just hoping and and expecting the rest of our group to have a big game big game in them tomorrow and compete with St Mary's and hope for the best well listen Ray I hope it's a a very pleasant end to the summer for your lads at under 13 level here in Phoenix St Callians and that you really put it up and maybe come away with a bit of silverware if everything goes your way but tomorrow night as we're talking but tonight as people are listening to this thanks very much for joining me no problem thanks very much Brefney and that's all we have time for today today's sponsor was Urban Fit Crew Box Fit Classes in Kiltard thank you again for the continued support of the show if you've been lucky enough to get tickets for the All-Ireland Final on Sunday or Electric Picnic over this weekend, please think of us all super jealous of you as you enjoy your weekend. If you're staying at home, maybe get out and watch a game of junior or juvenile football this evening or over the weekend. Best of luck to all the teams in the Under-13 Championship Finals this evening. I'll be back with the Sports Roundup on Monday and before that, A Current Affair will be here with you tomorrow. Talk to you then.